everybody. Welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. Across from me is the one and only Brandon Chenault. What's happening? And you are across from me. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you done laughing now? No. So we're sitting here and we're getting ready to do the intro and every single time, this is episode 17, so for 16 times, I've done the intro and I'm looking away and all of a sudden I hear Craig say, hey, welcome, and he just then loses it because of my face apparently. Yeah, he just looked at me like, are we starting right now? Are you actually starting? This is my show, that's no, what I heard. <laughs> I like it. Take it away. Take it away. How was your weekend? Oh, pretty good. Um, it was, um, you know, you know, the thing about the, um, you know, I complain a lot about the weather in the winter. No. Well, a little bit. But I'm almost getting to the point now, like the last couple Yesterday days. Yesterday was hot. It was hot and a little really muggy. It was. Actually. Well, we ran this morning. I checked afterwards because we were, I was just sweating. Mm-hmm. 95% humidity. Yeah. Right? No, it was a good weekend. Um, Anita and I, we actually went to the new restaurant in Marysville, uh, the Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. And have you been there? I have not. Actually, very good, very good uh, food and uh, good, great steak. And uh, if you get a chance, get their green beans. They were really good. And good deal. Um, so, uh, but good steak and all that. Got my grandson coming today. Nice. Uh, Davis is going to come and spend a few days with uh, me and Anita. And so, as soon as you're done with the podcast, you're going to go take a nap. <laughs> I got to go take a nap. And get yeah. prepared <laughs> and get ready for the little guy. Right. right. How about great. you? How about your weekend? It was busy, but it was good. We had. Um, and we had a busy week here last week at the church, mm-hmm. and then um, I had a wedding that I performed on Saturday, so we had rehearsal. You do a lot of weddings. It was only two for the summer. We've been to four, so wedding season is now officially over for us. This was the last one. I don't know, so. man. It seems like you're doing a wedding or in a wedding or going to a wedding like every other weekend. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I, I don't know if they'll hear this. I know they listen to the podcast some, so Cody and Sarah, thanks for letting me be a part of your big day. I know you're on your way to your uh, honeymoon right now, so I hope you have a great time and enjoy and praying that God will bless you and, and your marriage and excited about that. So they're they're a really good couple. They're great together. They're awesome. young. So young. Really? Well, like, like younger than you? Like Cody's 24, I think. Oh, wow. She's a couple years younger than he is or a year younger, I think. It's been a while since I've been 24. Yeah. Yeah. Allie and I were 24 when we got married. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was 19 when I got married. Yeah, you were a baby. I've seen pictures. I was. I was. I wasn't even shaving at that point. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, no, it was good. It was a good weekend. Yesterday was great. Yeah. Um, I, I felt yeah. like the message, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Message was really good. I, I, I thought Appreciate that was that. good for me and, and just my growth. And then, um, you know, Well, James worship. is such a good book. It, James He is. makes it kind of easy to go through right yeah, now. Yeah, I know we've know. said it, but it could have been written yesterday. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's just one of those definitely. books. Yeah. Um, but then we left. So as soon as we, we obviously hung around here and talked to people forever, Wyatt and Sue, and we were laughing and talking with them and Kevin. And, and so, you know, we were just having a right, blast. Right. But then I looked at my watch and I'm like, we got to get moving. Cause I told Allie, I said, if we get out in time, we'll run down to the berry farm, um, down on route four and pick some blackberries because they added an extra day this week, um, on Sunday from like eight to one. Wow. And so we got down there like 20 to one and, Picked ten plus pounds of blackberries, and that's a lot of blackberries. Yeah. Well, so where are they at? In my belly. Okay, you ate ten no, pounds no, they're, of blackberries. They're, they're at home. I did have some blackberries and uh, what was that stuff? Pineapple. A little oh, bit okay. Ago. It was good. Very good. Maybe that's where everybody was at yesterday from eight to one. They were they in were church. There they were picking blackberries. Exactly. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe next week we'll do service at the Blackberry Farm. How awesome would that be? That'd be fun. That actually would be very cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, what else is going on? Anything major? Anything good? I heard you went swimming yesterday. How went, was that? Went swimming yesterday, so that was good. The kids enjoyed that, and that was a blast. And That was I'm, a good day to go swimming on a – Oh, man. That was hot yesterday. It was hot. It was hot. Now, I saw today was supposed to be warm, but not as bad as humidity. Like later on in the afternoon, it's supposed to be like only like 45%. Yeah, I think it's going to tail really off. Good. This morning yeah. when we were running, it was it was high, but I think it's going to tail oh, off. Yeah. Always high in the – High in the morning, man, because you start yeah. mowing your yard when it's like 60% humidity. Right. It's like you've been in a pool. Right. Well, and then we, you know, we're running at the Richwood Park, so running around the lake and everything, right. and just humidity is a little higher there anyways, I think. But. So I saw your new uh, your new player, uh, Jock Peterson, um, had four hits the other yeah. night, hit a bomb out and a couple of doubles, shot. and yeah. He, that was a shot. The guy can hit. When he connects. The, he connects. <laughs> when he connects, he can hit the ball. The guy can flat. Pummel the ball. He's uh, he knows what he's doing. So. You know that I, I think that was a very good pickup in lieu of Ronald Acuna going out with the ACL injury for the rest of the season. So oh yeah, uh, we've got a couple other guys too that are coming back off the the injured list, and um, and so that's going to be good. Enciarte's coming back, and don't they have? Uh, there was a big guy they had. Is it like Marcel um, Ozuna? Is he still playing with them? I have not heard or much he about with, him. He had he with some the, uh, international league now. Well, he is. Uh, he had some. Um, some legal issues that oh. he was dealing with. He, okay. Yeah, he beat his wife. Okay. I think. And so I don't know what happened, but I know I have not seen him. So he's been kind of out. He's been, bit. yeah, MIA. Do well, have another big guy that I like watching play who's been around for so many different teams. Um, they call him the Panda Bear, Pablo Sandoval. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he's fun to watch. I just, his smile's infectious. Is he with the Braves? Yeah, he's with, he's been with really? the Braves for two years now. I think. Oh my. Or, or since last year at least. I didn't know that. I, I did, I was reading, um, something about, oh, one of the Phillies players. Uh, can't remember his name. He's a shortstop, I think, but he was on the, uh, restricted list last year. Okay. Um, because of the same thing that Marcelo Zuna yeah. was on. And, um, so there was like mixed reactions when the Phillies put him on the roster this year. Right. And, um, Herrera maybe or something like that. Okay. I can't yeah. remember his name. Yeah. But anyway, there was a lot of mixed reaction, reactions between the, the, the fans. Yeah. It was like 50-50, like true 50-50, like dump this guy, keep this guy. Right. And, um, so, um, the Phillies, uh, front office just said that they wanted him to, um, you know, win over the fans again. And apparently he's doing a, you know, good job and been right. backwards and yeah, for him sure. and his wife has, you know, patched things up and, you know, it's just, those guys are so young. Hey, they are. They They're are. so young. I mean, you put a 23-year-old guy in there and you give him $10 million a mm-hmm. year of fame and status. It's just, you know, you, nobody can handle that. Yeah, they're, they're set up for that almost. So, oh, you're, yeah, you're almost set up for failure on that. Yep. But, so there's the, um, there's the world of MLB. Yeah. Well, and then you have, you know, obviously the big name change that happened this past week too that was, Stupid, but yeah. So, um, you guys ready to go out and play Cowboys and Guardians? Cowboys and Guardians. <laughs> that yeah. was good. You <laughs> yeah, I sent you that. It's like I, I saw it on Facebook, and it said I just was driving down the road and saw a bunch of kids out playing Cowboys and Guardians. Right, right. You know, you look at all this stuff. You know, the Indians changing their names, and they're trying to force the pressure on you know the Chiefs and the Braves mm-hmm. and uh, the Blackhawks, and yep. trying to get all of those um, people to uh, you know put the pressure on there to change the right. Their names um it's just a uh a society that is just 
ever, I mean, they're always changing and they change on a dime. Right. So what is like in today is going to be out tomorrow mm-hmm. and you, who, who knows what's, you know, yeah. going to, you know, take place. Well, and what's so sad with all of that too is that it, it's, you know, everyone who's pushing for this, they really don't know the history and the culture. Right. You know, right. the Indians were named, um, the Indians because the, the first Native American baseball player played for Cleveland. Right. And it was to honor him, and that's why they named him the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, th- I think that's a, a great honor to him, and now that's that's gone. I can't imagine that maybe, because you know how people get their feathers ruffled, I can't imagine if somebody's still a part of his family, a great-grandchild or, you know, whatever, it wouldn't right. be a little bit like, what right. is like, going why? on? Like, why would you do yeah, this? You know, exactly. Because I am sure that the Cleveland Indians have, you know, part of their history that's been in there. And I don't know how much it's been in their history recently. Right. right. But, you know, back through history, you know, they had to, you know, talk about that. Yep. So, yep. you know, when I hear all this stuff going on, do you know what it reminds me of? You know what it reminds me of? Just listen. Oh, Lord. Tell me what you... uh Or we are honoring the fallen from exactly. District Seven. We're right, follow, we're honoring the fallen from Cleveland, right. the Indians. <laughs> you could just say we are honoring the fallen, all the people in the United States of America who do not have a brain. Exactly, man. Yeah, people are crazy. Nowadays. It's like the Hunger Games. It, it is. It really is. It's like the Hunger Games. You know, I, I, I mean, you and I were talking about this earlier, but um, you know, I know that we watch movies for entertainment. But my goodness, it's almost so. It's eerie. It's very eerie. Cause I watched I'm like, one of them there a couple of weeks ago. It was Catching Fire or one of them, but. It was like, oh man, what did they know when they wrote this movie? Because right. we might be on the verge of this. We might like, just be. We're on laughing the verge. about it, but it's kind of scary. Oh, one hundred percent, it is. So, uh, thanks. Now I'm gonna have to go watch another one tonight. Oh <laughs> uh, well, we did have a good day yesterday, even though we had uh, not as big as attendance as we've been having. But I know a lot of people were gone, yeah, camping, vacations, and I know. School starting in a few weeks, so everybody's trying to get all that stuff under their belt. But still, it's a very good day. It was a good day. The energy, the just the spirit in in the building was oh, great. Yeah. I thought, and like I said, we hung around, and I, I love laughter. You know, I right. think laughter is such a great gift from God. And we hung around just talking and laughing with people, and oh yeah, just love that felt. First service, like I stood up there. You know, I didn't have the pressure of the live stream, like feeling like I had right. to say something. So I stood up there and tuned my guitar and let everybody talk and just enjoyed listening to the conversations that were taking place. And just you had a hard time the, getting them to be quiet. I did. I like did. you were like, we're going to pray. And they were still yeah, going on. Exactly. My son, I, I love my kids, you know, and, and it's just That's so, a good thing. It is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so neat sometimes, though, about what they pick up, what they hear. Right. Um, and we were driving yesterday. And, um, it was just him and I, and he said, are you going to pray at the beginning of service next week? Like you did today? I'm like, well, I don't, I don't really know, buddy. Why did you like that? He said, yeah, that was good. So he enjoyed starting the service off with a word of prayer, I guess. That's really good. He's probably like, they got everybody to be quiet. Exactly. (laughs) Right. He's like, I can be quiet. Why can't they? (laughs) No, it was good. It was a good day. And, um, thought people, uh, especially in the first service, saying, well, and, yeah, yeah. and the uh, closing song, You Cannot Get Any Better Than The Great, Great I Am. And yep. um, we were rocking and rolling on that one on oh, both yeah. services. It so, was good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I love seeing people worship to that, too, just mm-hmm. you know, 
hands raised and oh, yeah. eyes closed. And yeah, I was standing in the back at the second service mm-hmm. when we were mm-hmm. singing it, and they were, you know, the second service did a good job singing. Yes, uh, because it was which is good for the second service. Yeah, it was very good. <laughs> but it was just neat to see people like yeah. eyes shut, just lifting it up. So that was. I don't have the fair service planned yet. That was one last year that was super neat to do at the fair. We right. probably have to do that one again this year. Oh yeah. I that think might, so. That may have to be a must. Oh, for sure, 100%. So, yeah. um, but yeah, it was a good day and, um, thought everything went well. And, um, pe- you're right. People did hang around yesterday and chatted a while. That's one thing I noticed too. Yeah, and yeah. I saw them even sitting in the auditorium, little pockets of people little pockets, sitting yeah. around and, um, went down to the, uh, Connections Cafe and saw a few people sitting around tables. And yeah. I'm like, Hey, church is over. Right. But they're just still just, you know, hanging around. So yeah. that was pretty good. Yeah. That's great. We've got a couple people coming over for dinner this week, and so that's that's exciting too. Of just you know, kind of carrying it, carrying those relationships. I'm looking that, forward, that to, I'm looking forward what, to that. That that to me is what church is about. You can come up tonight. Uh, we're having. <laughs> I put on a pork butt yesterday afternoon. Um, but no, that's what the church is about. It's, right. It's not about being here for an hour. It's about building those relationships and mm-hmm. and and going out right. and continuing those relationships in. In your, your everyday life and, and encouraging each other and building right. each other up and being there for each other. Right. And so I agree. It's, it's exciting. I agree. So what, what's, what are we going to talk about? Listening and doing. Listening and doing. Right. That was the, the title of the message yesterday. We're still in our, uh, series in the book of James called uh, Refueling Your Faith. And yesterday was on listen and do. And, and I thought it was, um, like I said, you, it's one of those that, you think as a, as a minister, just solely as a minister, I think to myself, this should, this should be so easy. Mm-hmm. You know, listen to God's word, do what it says. Right. But then I also examine my life and it's like, how often do I listen, but right. I don't do? Exactly. Or how often do I listen? And then I say, well, that person should be doing it and I don't self-evaluate. Exactly. And so, and that's why, you know, I think I started off yesterday because, um, when I read James, it, no matter what verse or what chapter, I do hear and know the word and do the word, know the word and do the word, know the right. word and do the word. Yeah. And I think you're right about that. I, you know, as a minister, people think, well, you just automatically have this under control. And I don't really right. have this under right. control. In fact, I'm going to just, if it, whoever's listening, just to be honest with you, I think it's harder as a minister to do some of these things because right. you are such a bug under a glass or a yeah. fish in a bowl. And so everything you do is scrutinized. Now, I will tell you it's, it was worse 30 years ago than it was today. Right. Than it is today. But, um, it is a little bit more difficult because what a minister or what a person will do who's uh, on staff is we are constantly generating, you know, worship songs yeah. and right. lessons and sermons and all that. So we are studying and mm-hmm. getting prepared. To do something, but sometimes what happens is we fail right? and our personal relationship to God to continue to study because you can't take what you've done here right. and apply it over here. You have to be able to, you know, study for yourself. I was going to say it's completely different to, um, you know, to read a passage of scripture for a serve, for service purposes, right? For service or for a message or for whatever. Yeah. Versus personal study. Right. And, and kind of that. Right that growth aspect for you personally. Yep. I, um, the first verse I read yesterday was Luke eleven twenty eight. It says even more blessed are those who hear the word of God and you put it into practice. I mean, cause you think about this, there's tons of people. I mean, just 
churches all over this country and in this world who are hearing the words of God, but right. we're not putting it right. into practice. Right. And, um, or what we'll do is we don't really agree with that. So we definitely won't put that into exactly. practice. So, and I love it that it, Jesus is even more blessed yep. if you put this into yeah. practice. Yeah. And, um, I love that. Um, I actually, um, anything John Piper does, I love. Oh I mean, yeah. His quotes are awesome, but, um, I love his quote, uh, from yesterday. He said, the Bible is not a word about God. The Bible is the literal words of God. I love Amen. that. Amen. I love that. He says we we carry it, we read it, we study it, and then we have to decide what are we going to do with it. And that's the question. What are we going to do with it? Yeah. Is it going to be, you know, a lamp into my feet and a light into my path? Mm-hmm. Is it the foundation for my life? Is it the is it the basis for the the starting point for my truth right. in this world? Um, because you can't have three or four starting points for truth. You got to have one. Because if you have three or four, you don't, where are you coming from? Right. So you're coming either from the world, the poli- politics, sports, your view, or you're going to come from God's view. You're right. And God's view is only found in His Word. Mm-hmm. So um, I love that when He said, "You know, what are you going to do with it?" Literally, what are you right. going to do with it? So the, you have to decide. And he's saying the ball's in your court. Exactly. You know, and that's that's the thing. We, like I said earlier, sometimes it's so easy to point our fingers at other people, but you know, we have to first make sure that we are following through with mm-hmm. with scripture, and mm-hmm. we're doing, we're obeying yep. what what it's saying as well. Yeah. Like uh, you you read from James one nineteen through twenty one. This was kind of the the main section from James here that you right. based the the message off of. And James says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires, so get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives, and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. Mm. I love that last line. Yeah. I love that last line. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good verse. It's a, it's a convicting verse. I mean, mm-hmm. this is why James is so relevant for 2021. And if Jesus does not return before 2121, James is still going to be relevant. Exactly. He's still going to be relevant. Exactly. Uh, because I love that because he's like, understand this in, you know, I think I said, you know, in the ESV, it's basically he's saying, know this. Don't forget this. Right. Here's what you need to do. Right. It's a good verse. It is. Yeah. And, and I think for me, you know, you talked, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but you talked about the different attributes and, um, the qualities. You know, I'm, I'm a lot of times, I'm a bad listener, mm-hmm. you know, but, but James is saying, Hey, be quick to listen. Right. And slow to speak. Well, that a lot of times for me, if I'm going to be honest, if I'm going to be transparent right now, I'm the opposite on those. A lot of times I don't listen very well and I speak super quickly without right. thinking. Think that's all of us, and that's why he's put that in. There. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, <laughs> I still feel pretty convicted about right? it, though. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, think about that statement, and you and you just and you just said it. I mean, just think about that. Mm-hmm. You must be quick to listen and slow to speak, and slow to get angry. That that is countercultural, right? Yeah. That goes totally against the culture. That goes totally against the Facebook, Twitter, oh yeah, social yep. media, your feelings, whatever you want. Be quick to listen. Slow to speak, slow to get angry. Right. And then he goes on to say human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Right. Wow. Human anger. Mm-hmm. Human anger. 
My goodness. Do you see um, a lot of anger in this world right now? Oh, yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. It's just crazy right yep. now. Crazy. Um, I do love the... Um, I, I do love James because the practicality of James <clears throat> just telling us on those, just those three lines, you know, you know, be, um, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. If you, if you just looked at that every single day when you right. got out of bed right. and you did that at noon and you did it again at three and you did it again at six o'clock and you started to really focus in on that for you, not for me, not right. for somebody else, but for yourself. I wonder what that would do for us and, right. and how God right. and his spirit would work in that if we prayed that. Because you mean, you talk about, you know, know the word and do the word. Now, we all heard that word yesterday. Right. We heard it just right now. You just read it off. So we know it. Right. So we're going to do it. Right. Because what will happen is something will happen four or five hours from now and we'll do the exact opposite. Yeah. So. Where does that I, put us? I'm like, <laughs> I felt very convicted in that too yesterday because like I said, I, I don't do that well. Um, especially in my relationship with my wife, you know, a lot of times like, and I'm a fixer. Like I feel like I know uh, that may be a man thing. It's like, I feel like I know the right thing. And so I have to fix this. And, right. Right. Um, but I really feel that God was testing me yesterday afternoon because it didn't take long for, for her to say something. And, and I didn't agree with it, but instead of, kind of going back at her because I wasn't right. She was, she was right. Baby, you were right. Um, I was getting ready to say, maybe you should go alley and get something to drink right now and come back in a few minutes. Right. <laughs> you, you were right. I was wrong. Um, and, and I just kind of, instead of pushing back because that's my natural personality, I just kind of slipped away for a few minutes, collected my thoughts. I prayed. Right. Um, and I, I literally asked God to help me be, quick to listen and slow to speak and especially slow to get angry. Right. Um, and, and, and I, I really do feel that God was kind of testing me. Right. You know, he right. was like, okay, right. Brandon, I know this convicted your heart in the service today. Right. Now let's see. Yeah. Let's see if you really listened. Did I fully, you know, did I pass with flying colors? I doubt it. Right. Um, but I think it, like you said, that's a good scripture to just kind of keep at the forefront of every single day. It is. And you put it on your mirror or something. You know, when you were talking about, you know, you get convicted during, when you hear a message or mm -hmm. you hear a word or yeah. whatever, if it was yesterday or five days ago. Right. Um, I wonder, cause yesterday we brought up the analogy kind of like who likes to garden in here? You know, you want to plant those seeds, you water it, you fertilize it, and then you have something that grows. Right. And I wonder in what you just brought up, not just for you, but for me and mm -hmm. anybody. Yeah. Um, you know, you were thinking about that because I think a lot of times we don't think about it. Right. And I think when you're doing that, when you're actually thinking about that, you're watering it, you're fertilizing exactly. it, you're, yeah. you're telling it, you're, you're pruning it, you're getting right. this together right. because God, He wants that word in deep, deep down in my heart, my life, right. my soul. Right. And so when you're actually thinking about that, because this is, this goes against human nature. James is going against human nature. So you brought up, you know, you and your spouse and anybody and their spouse, your first reaction is to what? Go back at them. It's to get back. It's to get to defend. It's to, to do that. But like you said, you're like, I don't know what it was and you don't have to tell us, but, um, you know, she was right. You wanted to not do that, but yet you did it. Right. And so that goes against 
feelings, emotions, and everything else. So what you just did there is exactly what James was talking about. Right. And so, you know, you passed yesterday, but are you going to pass today? Exactly. And, so, and that's why you have to keep it at the forefront. Not just that, but, but everything. You know, we all know those areas in our, in our life. Right. Where, where we're weaker. Exactly. Where we, where we need God's help, where we need God's guidance. Exactly. Um, I love that idea that you were talking about, um, in, you know, just about the gardener and, um, you know, nourishing and mm-hmm. watering and, and everything. And so Saturday for the wedding, um, Cody and Sarah did a, um, they did a, a little different unity ceremony and, um, they planted a tree. They had a tree there. Okay. And they they planted it together, um, and they are going to take it home, okay, and um, and plant it at their house. And, and one of the things that I told them, I reminded them of, you know, don't forget that as you plant this, as you see this tree, um, as you see this tree growing through the years, be reminded that what gives it its strength, what gives it its nourishment. What, you know, gives its, mm-hmm. its stability is actually unseen and, and it's the roots. Um, and so, you know, as, as you have the roots that continue to grow and give nourishment right. to the rest of the tree, um, you know, you need to allow God to, to nourish that as mm-hmm. well. And so it's kind of a, a joint, mm-hmm. a joint effort mm-hmm. there. And, and there are a few actually really good, um, reminders of that in, um, in, in the Bible, but I really like this from Ephesians three. It says, "Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust Him. Your roots will grow mm-hmm. down into God's love and keep you strong." That's really good. You know, and you talked about God's love yesterday, yep. and um, and I thought that was very fitting. But yeah, Christ will make His home in your hearts as exactly. you trust in Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and exactly. keep you strong, and that's where our nourishment comes from. Exactly, our nourishment comes from God's love. Our nourishment comes from God's word, God's truth. And we have to be willing to allow our roots to dig into that exactly and to, to firmly grip into it to right. make that you know our foundation exactly and the foundation is God it's just what you were saying it's it's Christ it's his word and um, whatever we do in life and we always have to remind ourselves as a Christian a follower of Christ is that we are to bear fruit. Right, right. Literally to bear fruit. You're, you are not called to get planted and then you just, I mean, have you ever seen, and anybody who's listening to this, but Brandon, have you ever seen where you're driving down the road or you're walking in the woods and there's like one tree that's dead yeah. in the middle of all the trees? That's sometimes how I picture Christians who don't bear fruit. Right. They're, they're still among the trees. They're still in the, uh, you know, they're still in the, the congregation of the trees, but they're dead. They're just dead right where they stand, and that is an unfortunate place to be. Right, and um, and I think the um, I think the the beauty of that is to really know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Right, and again, like 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 James has been telling us, know the Word and do the Word. Right, know the Word and do the Word, and you know, because just briefly, I broke down you. 
you can know the word, but if you're not doing the word, then what good is it? And you cannot know the word, and you can try to do the word, and what good is it? You literally have to know the word. You got to do the word. You have to apply the word. You've got to live the word. It literally becomes your lifestyle. Right. It's your lifestyle, and um, so that's a that's a good um, analogy because um, everything as a Christian is always about going deeper. Right, and the deeper you go, the more yep. growth you got, the more mature you are. Yeah, and, absolutely, um, it's and and, and like you said, I love that. You know, the you can tell based off of the fruit, the fruit in your life. Right. I read this verse um, during the wedding ceremony on Saturday. Ceremony on Saturday. It's from Jeremiah seventeen, uh, beginning in verse seven. It says, "But blessed are those who trust in the Lord." And have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Even in the tough times, even when there's a time of drought, even when it's hot, we're still producing fruit because we are, our roots are deep, deep. into where it needs to be. That's convicting. You never stop producing yeah. fruit. Yeah. I mean, that is convicting. I cannot say that I've always produced fruit in my life. Oh, 24 seven. I agree. Yeah. For myself. I thought, well, great. So it's like, <laughs> maybe, maybe I've seen times in your life too. No. Oh, yeah, I know you have. <laughs> right. But you, uh, but that's, that is very convicting. Yeah. And you know, yesterday to go along with that, you know, I was talking about sometimes we fight it. Sometimes we literally fight the growth and the maturity yeah. process and all that. So, yeah. yeah, and and then I broke down. Sometimes our personalities just get in the way, and our personalities and 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 I came up with five, but there's probably a hundred and five. But before you get into these, I have a question. What is it? Is it bad if like everyone you got to? I'm like, oh, that one's me. Oh wait, that one's me. Oh wait, that. <laughs> I had somebody else uh, <laughs> ask me that after the first service. They were like, um, "You went over those," and I was like, "Oh, I'm ever, I'm all of them. I'm a terrible person." <laughs> right? It was like you started off chatterbox. I'm like, "Oh, that's me." <laughs> you know, bad listener. Oh, that's me. <laughs> I, I would have to think that there's one that takes over all of it. For sure. But I would have to think that we're all a little bit in. We have all elements. Of of, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because um, I um. I'm a I'm I'm in all those too. Yeah. yeah, and I know which one for me is my my biggest flaw. Yeah, and but. that is. Mm. So there's a couple. <laughs> the the five the five personality traits that I said that kind of get in our way is I said there's the chatterbox, and then there's the bad listener, and then there's the one with the short fuse, and then there's the compromiser, mm-hmm. and then there's the know it all. Right. So um, where do you land? I land somewhere in between um, two and three, bad listener and short fuse. Um, And a lot of times it's a combination because I halfway listen and – What would you say? Huh? 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 I halfway listen and I hear what I think I hear but not what whoever is really saying. And then it's like, you know, then my defenses go up and that's where the short fuse comes in. So it's a combination of those two. Um, I would say at the base though, probably bad listener is what is the root of, of that because I, you know, I, I don't do the best job of, of fully listening sometimes. Right, right. And I would probably land, like I said yesterday on the short fuse just because, um, I just, I sometimes I'm just tired. Right. And right. um I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna tell you straight up, I'm just tired of all the um antiques of people and yeah. their immaturity. Yeah. 
and um, they're getting sideways with each other, mm-hmm. their fears, their worries. And it really, it really plays on me. So I have to really um, go to God mm-hmm. and just say, God, help me not to be irritated about right. this. Right. <laughs> and, because I, I could just get irritated. I can just be irritated at everybody. And what good is that? Right. And then I am allowing Satan to get into my life and get me sideways. Exactly. And, um, and that's why. You know, you know, I read um, that scripture yesterday uh, about God in Exodus where I am slow to get angry. Right. God is slow to get angry. Right. Not me so much. I'm very quick to get angry very fast. And I wish I was more like God. And that's something I've been working on literally since I've been 16, 17 years old. And um, I'm probably going to work on it till the day that I die. Sure. And um, better than what it was when I was your age, hoping it's better, you know, 10 years from now. Right. But God is slow to get angry, and I think I said yesterday, God is his. He's got a long wake, and it burns very slow. And that's where we that's where we need to be. And yeah, um, and so you know, and when James says, you know, be slow to get angry. Now you're being calm. You're walking like God. Exactly. You're walking like God, and I and I do want to walk like God for sure. I, I do want to walk like God. We're saying, um, and you talked about it. You know, striving to be like Jesus. You know, that's yep. our that's our example. That's our guide. And when we came out of um, out of the message, and we sang from the inside out, just mm-hmm. that idea of you know allowing God to take our heart and our soul and right. and um, and transform us from the inside out. Right. You know, he he's got to do. A lot. We have to allow him to do the work in our heart. Right. And then it's going to show in the fruit that we produce. Right. 100%. And then we let into more like Jesus. And I, I love that song of just the idea of. You know, if more of you means less of me, take everything. Mm-hmm. And then um, that bridge gets me every time because in there it says, there's a line that says, this world is dying to know who you are. Mm-hmm. Show them the way to your heart. Mm-hmm. And and it's like, man, this world is literally dying every single day, not knowing who Jesus is. Oh, and And that, that breaks my heart. And, you know, and a lot of people don't want to know. I mean, they know of God, but they don't, they're not interested. They just flat right. out. Right. I'm not interested. Right. And I think that one comes down to the know-it-all. You know, they think mm-hmm. that because of their knowledge, right. they're good. They can, they're going right. to get by with what they know and right. they don't, you don't need to tell them anything because they know what they know right. and then they're good. And the know-it-all kind of falls into two categories. There's the know-it-all on the worldly side. I know this all. Exactly. I got science behind me. Right. I've got this, you know, the world's 16 zillion years old, you know, and, you know, abortion's fine. They go through all this, you know, because science says it's not a baby. And so they know it all. Mm-hmm. Then on the other side of it, you have Christians who are know-it-all. Yes, and they don't really know it any. They don't really know anything. Yeah, their theology is crazy. Their doctrine is wonky. They have had traditionals, uh, traditional things handed down to them. Right, and it's been handed down from great grandma to grandma to mom to kids. And you think that it's Bible, but it's not. Right, and so people, it's very, very hard for people because then you've got to admit that you don't know it all. Yeah, exactly. And you've maybe been taught wrong. Right. And so that's a little, that's, that's a little bit on the, um, yeah, absolutely. Side of the spectrum. Exactly. This may be a little rabbit trail. I'll get us back out of it as Our soon as I take us, as soon as I take us down. I was weed eating on Saturday, late morning, early afternoon. Good story. Anyway, we're, no. <laughs> All right, so now let's jump back in. You talked yesterday. No. <laughs> yeah. and I was weeding, and I have no idea where this thought came from. 
Um, it was, I really think it was one of those nuggets from God where he was just like, he, he was just impressed in my heart and nuggets from God. Nuggets I like from that. God. Yeah, maybe that should be a sermon series. Nuggets from God. I like that. <laughs> I could already picture the sermon series graphic. <laughs> oh, anyways. And so I, I just was thinking about, you know, over the past, what, 18, 20 months now, 16, 18 months, right. whatever with COVID, we've heard that phrase, you know, follow the science. We have to listen to the science. Right. And, and I, I thought about that and it's like, well, how, how easy is that for them to say when it works for their agenda? Exactly. For their propaganda. Exactly. Um, and, and follow with me whether you, or, you know, believe that or not. Um, then I thought, well, what, what does that say about, you know, everything else that's going on? If we follow the science, then this whole, um, transgender, um, non-binary, whatever, there's so many things that make my head hurt with right. all of that. If we follow the Should science. I play the Hunger Games theme again? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's remember the fallen exactly, right. in District 6 now, <laughs> the crazies. Um, but, you know, if you're going to follow the science in that, the science literally says if you look at chromosomes, there's a male and a female. Mm-hmm. So why aren't we following the science? Yeah. If we are going to truly follow the science right. to see that a, a baby in a mother's womb is still a, a mm-hmm. human life. Like, mm-hmm. let's follow the science. Let's not just use this when it's convenient for us. Right. And so I was just convicted of that. And I have, again, I have no idea where that nugget from God came from. Right. But it was like, that was just on my heart the other day as I was weed eating. And it's like, man, I've heard that so much of let's follow right. the science, but they're not. They are when it's convenient, but they're not when they're not. Exactly. And so, you know, it's funny because, um, you know, you mentioned that, um, it's not, what they what they shove down your throat is not science, right? It's political. And I heard a minister, um, and I can't even remember his name, but I ran across this sermon uh, by accident. I don't usually listen to this guy at all, and but I it was by accident, and he actually said the new state church is politics. Yeah, that is the church of today. It is the um, national church of the United States. It's politics. So right. when they say something about COVID or transgenders or LBTQ, it's a religion. I've heard I've critical race theory, whatever. Me. You know who I've heard say that? I believe. Don't Who's quote that? me, but I'm pretty sure um, Vadi Bakum has said that recently. Oh, I'm sure he's he talks. He's about usually that. a cut out in front of everybody else. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that was a few weeks ago. I heard him say that. But yeah, when they, when they said that, I thought, well, that's actually very true. And mm-hmm. he went on to break it down just a little bit because he broke down everything that was, you know, taking place and how people just immediately cave right. and listen to the edict from on high. Right. And, um, you know, and I'm the exact opposite. And I'm the exact opposite because, really? yeah, <laughs> because I look at God's word and I know people think that I'm political and people think I'm this or that. And I know some people just don't like me and I, I can live with that. I got broad shoulders and I'm stubborn also, but, um, I always go back to God's, God's word and, um, I go back to, to what he tells me for sure. And so when I look at God's word, it does not mesh with what they're telling me. Right. They're saying, follow the science. On this. Right. Well, their science on COVID-19 is about 70, 80% false. And so, but their narrative is what's driving this. Right. And so they're saying follow the science. But the same people that's telling me to follow the science do not believe that a baby in the womb is a baby. Exactly. The people who are telling me to follow the science are the same people who believe in evolution that you and I came from a monkey or a fishtail. Right. Uh, The same people 
who tell me to follow the science do not believe in the creation. They believe mm-hmm. in two rocks colliding running through together. space, colliding, and yeah. all of a sudden we got all these things together. Seriously, these guys are knuckleheads. Mm-hmm. They're knuckleheads. They have no literal idea what they're doing or right. saying. They're just talking out of both sides of their mouth, and they're getting a wave of people to follow them, and that's all that it's about. So I agree. This thing is the new church. Yeah, it's absolutely. the new church of 2021. Well, and they're they're being a pawn of Satan. I exactly. Mean, that's, that's all it is. Exactly. He's using them for his agenda. Well, I think what we're talking about leads us into I asked a question yesterday. I was going into that. On, oh, I was going to I was going to I was going to pop back up out of the rabbit hole. All right, and be go like, ahead. I'll, I'll let you ask the question. Yeah. So, I this one I actually posted on my Facebook page okay. for service. I took a screenshot of my phone. I follow along with you on the the slides that Randy sends to us on my phone. And here I were so, thought you were just texting. So thanks, Randy. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, I Snapchatting, you know, selfies and everything. But I loved this question and I Snapchatted it, or I, sorry, I screenshot it and put it on Facebook and it says, how well do you know the word of God and what part of your personality might be hindering your growth and maturity in Christ? Hmm. How well do you know the word of God and what part of your personality might be hindering your growth and maturity in Christ? And that takes self-evaluation. I mean, you have to, as much as it hurts sometimes, you have to ask yourself that tough question. And how hard is that? Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, literally, it's yeah. hard to self-evaluate because we don't want to admit. Right. This culture does not want any accountability. Right. right. You're not a sinner. It's just the way you were made. Right. Even as a Christian, I don't want to, I don't want to face this issue because God I loves can, me for who I am. Exactly. He does love you. He does love you. No doubt whatsoever. It doesn't love you for who you are. He loves you because you are a creation of his, but you cannot get to heaven in your sin. And so you have to self-evaluate. Yeah. And so when I self-evaluate, what does that mean? I'm, I can self-evaluate. It's like somebody's like, well, I'm never going to be perfect. Correct. You're mm-hmm. never going to be perfect. And here's what happens. When you realize that you've done wrong, here's what God does. The Holy Spirit, who's living in your life, comes in and convicts you of your sin. Right. And you're immediately like, God, that is not the person mm-hmm. that I am. I do not want to do this. You know my heart, and I'm so sorry. And you know what you yeah. do? You walk back on that road, and you start walking down the, that street, and you don't look back. Right. You don't look back at that mistake that you just made. Now, a lot of people, what will happen is they'll just die right there. They'll stay right there. It's like they're stuck in the mud, and they're spinning their tires. They did something wrong. They feel guilty. They feel shameful. They're not allowing God yeah. to work, yep. and they're not growing through the process and the right. journey. Well, and it's like, you know, I've heard, I watched a video uh, recently of um, some some bigger name Christian speakers, and they made the comment, you know, God loves you unconditionally. You know, God loves you no where you are, the way you are, no matter what. He loves you unconditionally. Well, if that's the case, then why did he have to send Jesus to the cross? There's right. a condition there. Exactly. Why does the Bible, why does it, it very clearly say, you know, repent of your sins? You know, Jesus tells, or not Jesus, um, Peter tells, it was Peter, right? The Ethiopian eunuch. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Peter tells the Ethiopian eunuch, you know, repent. And, I don't know if he told him that. Cornelius repent and be baptized. Yes, yeah. Um, but you know, and, and that idea of baptism and there, there is a condition. Right. God wants you to understand right. and to acknowledge and right. to accept the fact that I am broken. I am a sinner. I have to turn from my ways. Paul says it. You know, does this mean we should go on sinning? Absolutely not. Right. Just because Christ came to, to die for us, to right. save us, doesn't mean that we just continue to willy nilly go out and sin and, um, did I use that word last week? You might have. I just thought of free willy, but anyway. It's a free willy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you, you know, it's just that idea of, you know, there, there is a condition. 
Correct. God loves you, yes, but it's not really unconditionally because he wants you to follow him. Mm-hmm. He wants you to – does that mean you're never going to make mistakes? No, you said that. You're, we're going to sin. Right. But that doesn't mean that we just you know throw caution to the wind and say, well, this is who I am and right. you know I'm always going to be a sinner, so I'm just going to continue to sin. The thing about it is is there there's a difference between I'm going to sin – and then I'm just going to live in my sin. Exactly. You know, there's one thing I'm going to sin, but there's nothing. I'm just going to swim in the sin pot right. all day long. Yeah. And God's going to just forgive me because that's God's job. Right. You know what? If you say that, then you just become God. You're exactly. your own God. Yep. And good luck with that whole creation in the world you just created because you still got to go through the main God. Yeah. And so, um, I, I, people just don't understand, um, even Christians that, you know, you cannot, live in perpetual sin daily and thumb your nose at God and thumb right. your nose at his right. creation and thumb your nose at his word right. and expect I'm going to end up okay in the very end of my last dying right. breath. Yeah. And um there there are very much these um there there very much the, the conditions of that God says here's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And um and once you do this and you've repented of your sin that's where the freedom and the grace right. and all that right. comes in. Well, and on top of that, you know, God has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's to help us walk in mm-hmm. step with His will. Right. So I think I quoted like I pulled in like three or four different passages there. All of those, if you're listening, those came um, from the the BSV, the Brandon Schnault version. So right. don't don't try to look it up. It's not officially published yeah. yet. I'm working on it. So. Yeah. That was that's one big lengthy chapter and verse right there. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I um I do love the um James how he kind of the last part of the uh, passages that we were reading from yesterday mm-hmm. James 122 uh through 27 he says don't just listen to God's word you must do what it says kind of know the word do the word right otherwise you're only fooling yourself and if you listen to the word and you don't obey it it's like glancing at your face in the mirror you see yourself you walk away and you forget what you look like but if but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard then god is going to bless you for doing it if you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue this is huge Mm -hmm. you're fooling yourselves and your religion is worthless pure genuine religion in the sight of god and the father means caring for orphans widows and distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you and i think i said i i used that from the nlt but i i think i quoted from the niv and said they say um they don't use the word corrupt. They use the word stain. Don't let the word stain the world stain you. And I love that too. Right. But, right. Um, I love that because I mean, think about this. You look in the mirror this morning, and you know you you, you fix your hair, you wipe your face off, you brush your teeth, and you leave, and you, you don't forget what you look like. But a lot of people read God's word and they hear what it says, but then they put God's word down, or they leave church, or they stop listening to a message, or they leave their small group Bible study and. Within an hour or two, they're right back to right. just doing whatever they want to do. That's that's what James is talking exactly. about. Exactly. And that's what – he's actually talking to Christians at this right, point. Right, for sure. And he's not very pleased about this, to be honest with you. He's, no. There's an edge to this. There's a tone in, in, in his writing here. 
Um, yeah, and just that idea of allowing the world to corrupt you, and then the prior verse there, you know, if you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself, and your religion is worthless. And, you know, when it comes to controlling your tongue, that doesn't mean that you're necessarily talking bad about somebody or you're mm-hmm. gossiping. It could mean that you are um, giving, you know, false information Could be. on the Bible. You talked right. about that yesterday right. of a, a, a higher profile person right. in, in Christianity. I don't know if you want to mention who that is or not. You didn't in, in the message yesterday. Right. right. Well, you know, and that was one of the things, um, you know, we talked about, you know, there's a couple things that's marked by false religion and we For have, sure. a, we have a lot of people, ministers, Christians, Christian celebrities, Christian and music artists. Exactly. And they are, they're being deceived. They are. They're being totally deceived. And one of the things that I said is, um, you know, self-deception. Right. You are self-deceived because, you know, you are, you've got so much knowledge, you know, so let's say, you know, we have so much knowledge on what's taking place with the LGBTQ, mm-hmm. critical race theory. We've got all this stuff coming down the pike, um, all, all these things. Right. So they're laying all this stuff out. So people think they have so much knowledge, but they, they really don't. And so... I did mention this person, but I didn't mention them by name. Correct. And that they came out, um, I think it was, was it last week? It was or? last week. Yep. Yeah. And, um, Amy Grant, mm-hmm. Christian artist. And she's gone to the secular side, started off as Christian. Yeah. Um, but, um, Amy Grant came out in support of the LGBTQ. And, um, and that really, um, that really, Honestly, that irks me. Yeah. That irks me because, um, if you're not going to follow God's word, just don't keep your mouth shut. Right. Just keep your mouth yeah. shut. If you, if you want to support that, don't go on talk shows. Right. Be, you know, if, if you're really a follower of Jesus Christ, you're not going to be doing that. Right. She totally went against, she totally has created her own false religion. Right. Exactly. And she's encompassed it. With a little bit of God. Right. So now that is very, very hard um, for people to process because we have a world and a culture that's going to look at Amy Grant. I didn't know this until last week. She's got a huge gay following. Okay. And um, there's a Facebook page, Amy Gay Amy Grant or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's, she didn't create it. Right. Somebody else created it. And um, there's she's got thousands of followers on wow. this. And um, so... I think what it boils down to a lot is I don't want to alienate my support. Right. I don't want to alienate my fan base. Right. So, cause I got all these people that are following and, you know, it's like what the difference between me and Amy Grant is I want to get to the end of my life. And when I stand before God, I want God to look at me and say, you know what, Craig? I know you, I know you struggled a lot. I know right. you did this. I know, I know you had some messy times, but well done, thou good and faithful servant. Exactly. Here, come on in to the kingdom of God. Yep. That's what I want to hear. Mm-hmm. And there is no way possible when I read God's word that I can go the opposite direction like Amy Grant's going in. Right. And when I say that, I, um, I say that to say that she, um, she pretty much is just thumbing her nose at the word of God. Exactly. And she's not following what God is wanting people to know because she's got the celebrity status where she could actually say, you know what? I'm going to love you guys. I love you. Exactly. I'm going to love you guys because Jesus loves you, but there is a way to get to heaven and you're not, 
you're not doing that. Mm-hmm. So instead of using her celebrity status, she is now using her celebrity status to go against God in His Word. Created There's a gospel. payday for that yeah. someday. There's a payday for that. Yep. And um, and I would sit with her and yep. chat with her about that. I mean, I'm not shocked by her because any any woman who would just she left her first husband. Uh, Gary Chapman for no reason yep. at all, so she could marry Vince Gill, and so she has sold out a long, right. long time right. ago. But um, here's what she said. Here's a quote. Um, she says, "Gay or straight, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how we behave." Amy Grant said, "It doesn't matter how we're wired. We're all our best selves when we believe to our core that I am loved." And then our creativity flourishes, and we're like, you know what? I'm going to arrange flowers on your table, and I'm going to arrange the flowers there because we're just all loved. We're brave enough to say yes to every good impulse that comes to us. Hmm. Every good impulse that comes to us. Now, who defines good? Amy Grant? Right. Or God? Yeah, exactly. So who defines good? Joe Biden or God? Right. Who defines good? Jim Jordan or God? Mm-hmm. It's God. God defines good. God defines love. Amy Grant doesn't do that. Joe Biden doesn't do that. Jim Jordan doesn't do right. that. Donald Trump doesn't do that. Brandon Chenault, Craig Brads. We don't define good exactly. or love. God does that. So if we truly believe that God's word is absolutely the truth from cover to cover, right. then we're going to stick with that. Yep. Just so happens Amy Grant, with that statement, does not believe God's word cover to cover. Right. Because um, that is a very, very satanic statement. Right. Coming from a woman who says, I'm a Christian. Exactly. And that, that just, that hurts the gospel. It hurts the truth. Exactly. Because there's so many people who are following her that's like, oh, okay. Right. And they're going to fall in line. And they're going to, they're, they're being deceived. Exactly. Um, Jesus loves and, me and, just the you know, and I'm gonna be fine yeah. in the end and And that's just scratching the surface. I mean there's so many others out there, you know. Do, have I taken a verse out of context? Have I yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Um oh, yeah. but there are people who are just one hundred percent going against the word of God and trying to turn what it's saying into something else, something that exactly. it's not. Trying exactly. to use a verse of scripture to say, well, this is what Exactly. God's word says, well, no, that's not. You've got to read that in context. And, exactly. And so, you know, again, we've talked before of, and I think this doesn't just pertain to ministers, but, you know, when the Bible is very clear that ministers of the gospel are going to be held to a higher standard, we're going to be judged more harshly as elders of the church mm-hmm. and ministers. I think that is is absolutely true for a a, a musical Christian artist. Exactly. Because you're putting songs out in the name of Jesus Christ and your songs are maybe the only word of God that some people exactly. are going to hear. Um, that's why I, I can't stand songs that I believe are biblically inaccurate. And it may be, you know, for me, sometimes I get, you know, I get whatever you want to call it. I get frustrated on little things. It's like, okay, their wording could have been a little bit better. You know, 98% of that song is really good. There's a song right now that's playing. I'll, I won't even mention it because I love the band. I think they got a great sound. Um, I just think their theology is off. Hootie and the Blowfish? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. How'd you know? I just thought. I mean, um, right? But, but what I wish that more artists would understand, like I do believe some of them truly do, they are ministers of the gospel. Right. They're just ministering through music. Right. And whether you are saying it like Amy Grant did in an interview or you're singing it 
everything you say and you you sing still has to be in alignment with the truth of God. Exactly. And there's so much now that's not. There's so many ministers that are just mm. worried more about their rock star status than, you know, I was talking about another one yesterday. And yeah, we won't go down that road. Right. Anyways. It's like a, um, I was, somebody told me they were driving by a church not here in Ohio. It was in another state. And this church had a, you know, Black Lives Matter big banner out inside, out in front of their um, church. As the Church of Jesus Christ, our job is not to force a political agenda. Right. Our job is to to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, when Jesus says, "Go into all the world and preach the gospel," that's not LGBTQ. That's not gay pride. That's not Black Lives Matter. That's not critical race theory. That's yep. not any of these crazy little terms. Even they're going to come up here in the next few months or whatever. Right. Um, it is literally the gospel of Jesus Christ. Period. End of discussion. Yep. And if you're not doing the gospel and you're talking about all the rest of this stuff, then you know what? You're off base. Yeah. You're off base. Exactly. And it's time to get back on base. And that's where you know I've. You know, it's like we have to take stock of ourselves every single day. I have to take stock of myself mm-hmm. every single day or I will get so off track right. so fast right. and it'll be going down a road that I do not want to go down. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just rough. Well, I read a quote yesterday by J.I. Packer. Mm, yep. Awesome quote. And um, he says, the evilness of the world is in conflict with God. Satan is working in the world to deceive people, to tempt, to bring bad things, to destroy, and to oppose everything about God in his word. We are travelers going through this corrupt and cursed world, and we are to travel in this world as God's people in such a way that we are unstained by it. Yeah. <laughs> He, awesome statement, awesome quote, but my goodness. Right, right. So many of us, and even myself at times, I've been stained by the world. I've been stained by the message of that. I hate that. Mm -hmm. I literally hate that about myself. Um, I just think it's um, to stay on track, and James is perfect, perfect title for this series, Refueling Your Faith. Right. It's literally taking your empty tank. Mm Mm-hmm. And putting something back into it. Right. I love that. Yeah. I love that whole thing. And um, I love you um, after that. You broke down that section of Scripture in Zechariah. Yeah. Zechariah 3, 1 through 4. Then he showed me Joshua. Yeah. Jesus. Right. The high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right side to accuse him. The Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is not this man a, a, sorry, I've got a slide here, a burning stick snatched from the fire? Now Joshua was dressed in filthy clothes as he stood before the angel. The angel said to those who were standing before him, take off his filthy clothes. Then he said to Joshua, see, I have taken away your sin and I will put fine garments on you. Yeah. And I love that imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's also very close to the imagery we see in Revelation where, mm-hmm. um, where John says, you know, and I saw a lamb mm-hmm. that it looked like it had mm-hmm. been slaughtered. Yep. And that lamb was Jesus. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, the, he went to the cross mm-hmm. to do exactly what that says right there in Joshua. See, I have taken away your sin and I will put fine garments yep. on you. 
I know. And I, I love the, that in that scripture where, um, you know, the Lord rebukes Satan. Exactly. Like you're rebuked. Yep. Because of this. Yeah. Boom. It's over. You don't even know it's over yet. Like the game is over. Right. You know, it's kind of like your favorite baseball team. If they score 32 runs in the first inning and then eight runs every inning after that, well, that game was over in the first inning. No team is going to bounce back from a 32 run deficit. Right. You know what I mean? It's like right. the game was over. So it's kind of like, Hey, it's over, but we're going to go ahead and keep playing this game right. and going through it. And somebody might get hurt and you know, yep. you might sprain an ankle and all that. But, um, and that's kind of what it is. It's like God is like Satan. Boom. And I rebuke you. Now, here's the thing about this is that, um, you know, I think I mentioned this yesterday in Revelation. I think it's 12 or something like that where Satan is our accuser and he totally points his finger at us all the time. And we need to remember that God has handled that already. Exactly. Don't believe those lies. Right. Do not believe those lies. And um, and I love that story or love that verse from Zechariah because I think that's just such a vivid picture. It is. The imagery. I love I, I love that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And so as Satan is doing his thing against yeah. us, you can always go back and look. There's always been a plan. Exactly. There's always been a plan of escape and yeah. God loves me. And so I think I read Romans 8 1 yesterday. Mm-hmm. There, now, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And, and I think we need to remember that. Right. And I think we need to remember that every time I mess up or every time I sin, stop condemning yourself because that is what Satan wants you to do. Exactly. You are losing ground every single time you point the finger back at yourself. God doesn't want that. Right. He's already forgiven you. He knows you messed up. You know you mess up. Get back up and get back in the game. Yeah. And dust yourself off. And that goes back to, you know, kind of points back to what we were talking about earlier about that condition. Right. You know, there is a condition. It doesn't say, therefore, there is now no, no, no condemnation. Let me try that again. Now for, there, therefore, there is now What's no condemnation. I don't know. It's empty. <laughs> therefore, there is now no condemnation for anyone. That's not what it says. Right. It says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ, Christ Jesus. Jesus. That's a that condition. Mm-hmm. We have to follow God. We have mm-hmm. to stay in step with the Spirit. And, and, you know, again, as we've said, Getting baptized right. is great. That's not the end. Exactly. It's a daily walk with it God is. every single day. And there are going to be days that we mess up. There are going to be days that we allow Satan to to speak those lies into us. And mm-hmm. you talked about that yesterday, and I thought that was great because you just mentioned so many things. Of You're a liar. You're a cheat. You're worthless. You're not worthy. You are addicted to pornography. You're addicted to money. You are mm-hmm. whatever, and you fill out fill in the blank for whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and as we read there in Zechariah, you know, God's there to rebuke Satan, mm-hmm. and, and we need to to say that. I love that where you said, you know, maybe next time you're feeling that and you're feeling those convictions where Satan is just, you know, rebuking you, you rebuke Satan back and say, in the name of the Lord, right? I rebuke you, yep, Satan. Yeah, and that's not who I am. God has told me who yep. I am. I am a child of His. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah, sorry, I agree with I'm not pointing my finger at you. Yeah, I'm like, oh, he's rebuking me right mm-hmm. now, everybody. Uh, <laughs> you know. But I, uh, I, I've i heard uh, – I actually heard a sermon too, and I can't remember who it was. It was somebody that I don't listen to often, but it was, it was uh, me. a pony back yeah, off of somebody. <laughs> and they were talking about that is that sometimes 
he said that you literally have to you have to get in a shouting match with Satan and you call upon right. the power and the spirit of God in your life to send a shield or force in front of you. Yep. And he broke it down. He's like, if you're putting on the full armor of God, he broke this down mm. so well that you have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You get the armor of God. You are protected. Right. You don't have you don't believe the lies. He broke it down in such a way. It's like, how can I not do this? How literally can I not right. do this? Because God has already given me everything I need to be able to stand exactly. firm against Satan and what he wants to throw my way. And it goes it goes back to listen and do. You know, we talked exactly. about it last week where – I think it was last week. It was the last two weeks, one or the other, um, where, you know, Jesus was tempted. Mm-hmm. What did he do? He quoted scripture. Right. It is written. And that's – you know, we, we have to listen to the word and do it. We have to use the word to rebuke Satan. We have to use it mm-hmm. to to combat him because the truth is, is that he's going to – Try to trip us up. He's right. going to try to tear us down. Right. He's going to try to to get at us however right. he can. Right. Because the truth is, is that those who aren't in Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. he's not worried about them. Mm-mm. They're doing his work for him. Mm-hmm. Those who are have said, "I'm going to follow God with my whole heart." Right. That's the ones that he's going to try to tear down. And so we have to, you know, we have to be intentional of being in the Word. Right. And prepared when those temptations come our way because oh, they're yeah. going to. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Um, it is, um, just going against Satan and standing strong. I think people, especially Christians sometimes feel like they can't do that. Right. They can. I mean, the apostle Paul tells us stand firm, right? Stand firm then. Right. Right. Keep standing firm. Uh, you can do this. Yeah. You do this. You got God. You got God inside you. You got God around you. You literally have the power of God living in you. And I'm, I'm telling you, sure as you and I are sitting in here today, I'm just going to go out on a limb. 75, 80% of Christians do not believe that, or right. they're thinking it's good for Craig, or it's good for Brandon, or it's good for somebody else, but it's not good for, you know, is that work for me? No, it does work. Right. You gotta believe it. Exactly. You gotta really believe it. Yeah. I actually believe it. I do too. And so it works. Yeah. I know for a fact it works. Yep. So good stuff though. Very good stuff. Good stuff. This and, um, just a good, like I said, good message, convicting message. I, I thank really you, James. Do. Thank you, James. Thank you, God, for kind of testing right? me. I don't know if anybody else was tested <laughs> on any of those, but I know I was, and and I hope I passed. But right. um, like I said, I know I probably didn't approach it the best way, but I I feel like I I at least listened, and I tried to do <laughs> right. And then next week we turn the chapter. We go from chapter one into chapter two. And um, we start, and we're going to talk about prejudice. So, mm. again, James is, um, he's right on the money. He's on it. 2021. Yep. And um, he knows what he's talking about. And, you know, it is, um, there. there's some, I'm going to look at it in a little different view. Uh, I'm not going to try to take it from totally from, like, critical race theory right, and, right. you know, uh, all the things that we hear today because we hear so much about it. But I want to take it from a little different stance to kind of help prod us yeah. down a road that we need to go down. And James does an awesome job. So if you get a chance, yeah. go ahead and read the first part of Chapter 2 and get ready for Sunday morning. Yeah, and I was going to say, if you want to go down the road of critical race theory, if you want to kind of see biblically what that um, looks like and, and how that lines up with God's word, I would encourage you to go out to YouTube and pull up some videos, um, of Vadi Bakum mm-hmm. and, and he's been on the money. Um, I know John Cooper, the Skillet's lead singer, um, did an episode on his podcast recently, the last, within the last month or so, um, that was done very well. And I just like John Cooper's podcast. He's so gotcha. animated, but really he is, uh, he's, he's a theologian in his own right. Um, right. 
a little different. You know, he wears eyeliner and stuff, but I love him. And I've been listening to Skillet working out and running and that. Eyeliner. Yeah, you know, he's the rock band look. Okay. But he's a good dude. He he knows his Bible. That's I'm, good. I'm very impressed. Did you but, have eyeliner on yesterday? Did I notice that? Maybe. Okay, I'm just no, checking. Negative. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I've been listening to their music running that, that gets you pumped up to work out and run and stuff. Yeah. Real good. I'm, you, you yeah. like their music. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. I'm, I do. Yeah. I, I don't know who they are. <laughs> yeah. That's what I figured. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who they are. You know, I, I know other than Willie Nelson, who's also a philosopher. I, you know, yeah, he, he is. Yeah. He is. He can be. That's right. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, so, gosh. Hey, uh, if you ordered a grounded t-shirt, or in some of your cases, tank tops, tank tops, or sweatshirts. Wow. Yep. I. Uh, well, what about the little stickers and stickers? If you would like a sticker, let us know. We can get you one in those one of those in the mail if you're not in the Richwood area. But we are going to be having the stickers available soon. If you ordered a T-shirt, um, we will have those available here in the next week or two, hopefully. And um, if you would like to order a T-shirt and you have not yet, let us know what size, what color. Um, shoot us an email, richwoodchurchofchrist at gmail.com. If you are listening from another country, district, another district, <laughs> um, other than the uh, United States, send us an email. We want to know where you're from. I know we've got some people. We picked up, what did I say? Uh, another one. We picked up Australia. Oh, right. That's, That's awesome. One of it? my favorite countries. I love the way they talk. Yeah, right. And I was a big fan of Keith Urban for the longest time, and I, I absolutely love Keith Urban, and I liked the way he talked um, and his music, too. But, um, but yeah, if you're listening from Australia or I think we picked up Brazil recently. Brazil. Um, yep. And coffee over in Brazil. Yes. Right? Love me some yeah. coffee. Yeah. I need more coffee. So, but yeah, if you're listening from another country or even another state other than Ohio, send us an email and mm-hmm. just to say, hey, we would love to hear from you. Um, hope that this has been a blessing to you. I know it's good for me. I love sitting down across from you on, on Monday mornings after I've gotten a couple cups of coffee in. I've had my run this morning. Right. And so, you know, sitting down here chatting about the, the sermon from yesterday and which we would have done probably anyway. So why not put exactly. it on a podcast? Why not right? just sit down with right. mics in front of our faces? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Any plans this week? Any big plans? Just uh, got Davis, my grandson. Oh yeah, coming in. So that could be whatever, whatever he wants to do. And nice. Probably he do steak one night because the boy likes steak. So I'm looking forward to having a steak too. Let me know, Christian, and I will come down. You can come down. I, I'm thinking about taking him to Longhorn one night because he oh, loves yeah. uh, he loves going to Longhorn. So I love me the outlaw. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, the boy can eat the steak though. So can Christian. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I've so. got a, we got a some company coming up this weekend too. Your parents, my parents are coming in for awesome. a couple of days, and then they're going to go spend some time in Amish country. And perfect, uh, Amish country's been big lately. Everybody's been going to Amish country. Yeah, they have been. It's it's a good time. But yeah, my aunt and uncle are coming up. I don't know if they're coming over. I think they're going to try to come visit us either on the way up or on the way back. So it'll be good to see them. They haven't been up to the house before. Are they so. here? Are they here over church weekend? Or are they here through the week? So or? mom and dad will be here Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Um, dad and I are going to do some prepping for hunting season. And, and your dad's taking us out to lunch Sunday after church, right? I think that's what I heard. That's what I heard. Yeah, there you go. That was so. the rumor yesterday in the hallways at RCC. They, they, um, they waited. They, they've kind of stockpiled their grounded episodes. Oh, okay. So they can listen to them. They're going to have like three, four hours of grounded episodes to listen to on the on the drive up. Oh, wow. They may get up here and be like, "I'm going to bed. I don't even want to hear your voice, Brandon." Yeah. They're like, "We're not even going to stop. We're <laughs> heading right to Amish country." 
<laughs> yeah. So it's going to be good. We we always enjoy being able to see right. them. So that's really good. Yeah. Look forward to seeing them. Yeah. You'll be here this time. I will actually be here. I'll actually yeah. get to tell them hello for the for the first time in a couple of times they've been up here. I exactly. missed them on what Memorial Day weekend yep. and the Fourth of July. So yep. yeah, good. To, we'll be good to see them again. It will be. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you don't have anything else, I got nothing. You know what? What you brought us in. Why don't you send us out? I can do that. You can do that. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for joining us, and we hope you join us um, on uh, our YouTube channel. If you've missed any of the sermons or anything that we have done for prayer night, um, feel free to pull us up on our YouTube channel. And if you guys ever need anything, don't hesitate to give us a call. If you guys got any questions you want to send to us, be sure to send those to the church, and we would love to be able to discuss those in a later podcast. So I'm going to sign off. You, Brandon, you have an awesome day and an awesome week. Thank you. You too. And same to everybody else out there in podcast land. You guys have a good week. Bye.